Welcome to Rover Says, the podcast where we share stories about the weird and wonderful things animals say when they open up to pet psychics. I'm your host, Nancy Aziz. And so I tried to go to the store and um, I came home and the screen had been busted out of the window and she was nowhere to be found. And I had only had her like a full day. Liz Tate describes the first time she left home for a quick trip to the store after adopting a six-year-old blue-gray pit bull mix named Daisy. And so I'm freaking out. I'm going all over the neighborhood. I'm pretty close to a very busy street um, at the time. And I'm like crying and I'm thinking, oh my God, I failed this dog. And um, turns out she was just at the neighbor's house. Um, she just didn't want to be alone. Liz brought Daisy back home and chalked the whole incident up to Daisy being unfamiliar with her new surroundings. Liz had just adopted her from a rescue, but it turns out she wasn't the first person to adopt Daisy. She was surrendered three times before she came here to Seattle, where we live. Um, and that the rescue that uh, brought her up here. They specifically work with pit bulls from Texas. Um, but since she was surrendered three times and then was in a foster after she came here and then came to us, um, she had a lot of trauma. Um, so she's got a lot of anxiety and it's not just separation anxiety. It's, it's just general anxiety. Um, so, but she is a very loving, smart dog. She is very loyal. Liz had wanted a dog for a long time, and when the pandemic hit, the time seemed right. She was now working from home. She could give a dog lots of time and attention. She fell in love with Daisy's big personality right away. She's got like big floppy ears, which is what everybody always comments on with her. They love her ears, and they kind of she they do a little radar thing when she's listening. She's very attentive. Um, and she's got big eyes. Uh, just she, she has the kind of typical puppy dog eyes when she wants something from you. Daisy seemed to be adjusting to her new home well. And so a couple weeks after Daisy had escaped, Liz decided to try to leave her alone again, this time for a quick trip to the pharmacy. Liz told two neighbors just in case. We'd been working with Daisy for quite a while. Thought, okay, I'm going to make sure to close all the windows, latch everything, and um, we're going to do a test. I'm only going to be gone for 15 minutes. and um, But I told everybody, this is what I'm doing. She knocked over all the plants in front of the window. Um, she took the stick out, uh, like from behind the window, unlatched it, slid it over, and then busted through the screen. So I came home and that was all within like 15 minutes, <laughs> but one of the neighbors did catch her, but I came home and there was like dirt and blood and fur everywhere because it wasn't easy for her to get through. Liz knew she had to do something. A neighbor ended up suggesting Liz contact animal communicator Neev Karger. So I've been communicating with animals. Um, we all have been communicating with animals since we were little. And I've just, my um, psychic skills just got really honed from living in a house that there was a lot of repression. So my dogs and my nature nature raised me. They really, I would be like, what is going on here? And 
animals are all are about reading energy. So I could, um, I was very sensitive and I could um, relate to what they were telling me. And to that, that was, there was more truth and substance in that. I've been doing it professionally about 20 years. And um, part of what I love is being in opening. I love being in sacred space. I love opening that sacred space to sit in the field of unconditional love and acceptance. And the animals, I mean, animals for me, they help raise me. So it's a reciprocity. It's like I'm giving back to what they gave me. And so just be able to be a channel for them is it's I I love it because I never know what a conversation is going to be. I have people fill out a form and we might be starting with Daisy running away, but we're going to, we may end up at something completely different. I just love, I love scavenger hunts. And I feel like when I open the sacred space to be really present to what just shows up. So the animals often bring me their people because there's something that's energetically that needs they're they're pointing out that because the animals are all about balance and wanting coherence and wanting safety. And if there's something energetically off within the family circle, they're like, uh, SOS, we need help. I'd asked Niev to pick up Daisy's story from there, but she explained she often doesn't remember the details of her sessions. It's something I'd heard from other animal communicators before. And when you ask me to continue the story, I'm like, uh, because it's not my story. It's Daisy's and it's um, Liz's story. It's not my story. So I rarely remember because it, it's not my stuff, right? I would miss the channel and then I make sure energetically I hang up the phone line and I'm done. I get that. That that totally makes sense to me. Liz, however, does remember, and she also has the recording of the session. She says at the start, Niev relayed a bombshell of a question from Daisy. The first thing that she said was, Daisy wants to know if you're going to give her up too. And I just lost it. And I started crying and I said, no, we're not. And she says, what's wrong with me? Why do people keep giving me up? And I thought, oh my God, this is what I've been afraid of that has been triggering her anxiety. Liz hadn't given Niev much information before their call. But, you know, I did fill out that form and I did say, you know, she's a rescue. But other than that, there is there wasn't any additional information. She didn't know how many times she had been um, surrendered. Um, so, she, you know, other than that, she didn't really know her background. So it was definitely um, for me, it was very telling that there was definitely a connection there that Niev was talking to, to Daisy and, you know, Daisy was very calm the whole time. So that was, that was definitely um, very telling also. So when you heard what Daisy was saying, that are you going to give me up? What, what on earth did you say to her? You know, um, my, I said, no, of course not. Um, this is your forever home. I did feel like we had bonded in that fairly short amount of time. It might've been about six months or so that I had her. Um, and we had definitely bonded um, and she had bonded with my family. And so I knew in my heart that she was our dog, that I was her mom. And um, 
So I just really like, then my goal was, we just want to assure her that this is her, like her final home. This is her forever home. This is where she's going to stay. And so that was a lot of what we focused on. Um, You know, we knew that there wasn't any like physical abuse. Um, I think it was mostly neglect. So it's very much like a you know, pay as much attention to her as we can, you know, make sure that she's always surrounded with love. Nia passed along Daisy's other questions too. Liz had joint custody with her 12-year-old daughter Ella's father and Ella split time between their two homes. Daisy wanted to know where Ella went when she wasn't at home. She says, you know, where do you go when you leave? And so we had to try to explain how how that works and you know Ella goes to live with her dad and then she's like well do you have other pets there do you have other siblings and like just asking all sorts of questions and one of my favorite things was um because they have turtles over there and and she's like well what does that mean like what's a turtle and even though we had turtles I don't maybe she didn't know what the name of it was so we had to explain well this is a turtle and um you know they don't have mammal pets they just have these things that live in the water kind of thing and and so and yes she does have a half brother that lives over there too and so kind of explain the familial just relationships around that so daisy understood ella's safe um and then oh and then one of the uh things that she said is kind of they can still connect energetically even when ella's at her dad's house you know when you think of me all of a sudden um, at like out of the blue, you're laying in bed and just in all of a sudden you think of me, that's me thinking of you and sending you love and imagine me being there with you, like tucking you in and then sleeping on the end of your bed. And so I think that was really comforting for Daisy and Ella to kind of understand that about each other. Daisy was also curious about why Liz's father often seems childlike. He has Alzheimer's. She communicated information about her fear of skateboards, and she let everyone know she thinks playing ball is stupid, which Liz said explains why she never wants to play ball. She says Daisy also conveyed something that really touched her heart. One of my favorite things that Neve said was that when Daisy pictures her family, there's five of us. Um, so my mom and dad, and then Ella and I and Daisy. And that was just, to me, that was very special. So what did you notice after the session? What kind of changes in Daisy's behavior? Would you say you noticed a difference? I I would say I noticed a difference. Um, And actually all three of us, my daughter and I also, because we, we did feel that we felt more calm. I would say that we all felt more calm. Um, One of the things that Niev really, um, really uh, hammered home was uh, energy flows where intention goes, I think is how you put it and attention. And so I just really wanted to make sure that I was more mindful of, of me trying to be calm rather than frustrated. And that helped her be more calm. And, um, I, I do feel like she was kind of like, she'll do this, like, sigh when she's feeling really good and she does that and and I can hear it and you know I can sense that she's just feeling a lot more calm and and just generally better um yes definitely 
Liz says she isn't ready to try and leave Daisy alone again. The family is now living in a third-floor apartment, and Liz worries if Daisy tries to escape again, she could get seriously hurt. Luckily, Liz's job allows Daisy to come to work, and if Liz has to go somewhere, she'll bring Daisy to her parents' house or ask Ella to watch her. Still, she says the session with Niamh helped with Daisy's general anxiety and gave her ways to help Daisy feel more relaxed. And Niamh, how do you feel about just being able to help Daisy and help Liz and help this family situation? I just just wonder how it feels to actually hear from from someone and understand the impact that you made on their lives. Oh, it, for me, it's, it's such an honor just to be able to help heal the animal and human relationship because the animals, I mean, they they live in our world. They live in our energy field. And when there's an understanding, I mean, it just, I, I just am like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Whenever I hear stories of like how it's, things have shifted, I just feel like I'm giving back to nature and the animals. And in this particular instance, what could other people who are listening to this story take home from Daisy's particular situation? To have curiosity about what problems people think, you know, or what your animal's presenting. And often it's energy does flow where intention and attention goes. And to come with curiosity, and particularly when you, you rescue a dog who's had many, been through the system a lot. To, to really have an understanding that they, it's going to take them a while because they have, a, they, there's been so much that's been going on. And I, I always love being able to work with rescue animals because it's able to explain to them like, yeah, that was a messed up situation or whatever to reorient them back to, to um, this new family and this new possibility. Cause often animals are like, wait, I get fed every day, or like, what? I get to sleep on the bed? You know, so it's kind of <laughs> And to understand, because a lot of times people, when they, they rescue a dog, we're used to, our, if we've had animals in the past, we're used to like how, you know, it was easy. Well, you, you've got somebody who's gone through a lot, and it may take, it may take three, four, five, six months to settle in. And just to know, like how Liz said, it's really how calm we can be. Not meet them with the frustration, but being like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, that's a skateboard. I don't know what went on, but they're not going to hurt you. So it's just having that curiosity of like, whoa, who are you as a bee? Thanks so much for listening to Rover Says. I'm your host, Nancy Aziz. This will be our last show before the end of the year, and so I wanted to take a minute to thank you all for your support, for your great reviews, for your comments, for following the show, and for all our wonderful guests. So here's wishing you and your furry friends happy holidays. We'll be back with more stories about what our animals want us to know in the new year.